Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into Character and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Randy Character is off today. Dan McLaughlin sitting in for Randy. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and welcome in our friend, the host of MLB Tonight on the MLB Network. It's Greg Amzinger. And Greg, before we ask you some questions, I need you to settle a little bit of a debate between Dan. What would you rather watch, a one nothing game or a 29-9 to game? Oh, that's not even close. I'm going one nothing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm so 1980s in that way. I know the kids nowadays who look like games are like, oh, I love seeing the bombs. Give me a great, well-pitched game where every base runner matters, and I'm at the edge of my seat. That's what I would prefer. Greg, that's why that Lindenwood education was very <laughs> uh, and it's, it's obviously coming through on this broadcast. So very well done. Very well done, Greg. Thank you, Dan. Hey, real quick, Michelle, you like 29 to 9? That's what you prefer? Not all the time, Greg, but I said it's so rare that if you're giving me the opportunity, I'm going to watch it, you know, one time. It's going to be a fun time one time. The only reason I'd be entertained is to see which position player could strike a big leaguer out, you know, because that's what's inevitably going to happen in a game like that. That's what I said, too. Position player. That's the only thing I get excited to watch in a blowout like that. Hey, Greg, good to hear your voice. Um, Let me ask you this. What's the uh, general impression of of what the Cardinals have been able to do? They had the 17-day layoff. I know you love the Cardinals and you follow the Cardinals, and they've had the closer out. Carlos Martinez just got back. They've got a 39-year-old that's been arguably their best pitcher. Uh, Let's see. Who else has been out, guys? Let's see. Um, uh, KK's out. Dexter Fowler's out. Uh, who am I missing? There's this, there's some other people that have been out. Um, well, you know. Cody ha- Whitley's out. Yeah, Cody Whitley was out. He was high leverage. There's somebody else out. It doesn't matter. So, And now they're, what, <laughs> you know, they're two and a half out uh, are in front of Milwaukee for the, uh, the the playoff spot or in front of Milwaukee for a playoff spot. So if they, if it's, what's the, what's the general impression of what the Cardinals have been able to do? Because I, I, I find it amazing what they've been able to do. I completely agree with you. I look at three managerial performances that stand out. I'd make that four. Um, I think Montoya in Toronto, um, basically Buffalo, has been incredible. When a team can't go home, play any real home games. Uh, What Joe Girardi did with the Phillies, missing so many games, they couldn't. I mean, I think they played five games the first two and a half weeks of the season. They couldn't even get their mojo going. He's got the worst bullpen in the sport. And then I put I put Mike Schilt and Don Mattingly together experience through through COVID and with their players out and dealing with the serious matter of it. Uh, Don Mattingly going through almost 60 players through not even, what, 40 games? So, so that's just, to me, remarkable. We'll never see that again. At least we, I hope we never see that again. 
But Mike Shield is a terrific manager, and, and he's, he's kept the spirits up of this team. Um, you lean on experience. It's the one thing that I've come to, to – I've got a theme going right now, and Javi Baez brought it up, and Dan, you might agree with this. Um, young players, young hitters, when all they've known is, is the video technology to enhance evolution per at-bat in a game, uh, they're struggling without that. And, and to talk about veteran players, Paul Goldschmidt, is hitting Yadier Molina at this age is still hitting uh, the, the, the experienced player who didn't lean on it when they got into the big leagues are, are thriving at a, at a higher level than a lot of these young players. It was their binky for a while. So it, I think when you have veterans, it's going to help you in a season like this for multiple reasons. Uh, leadership obviously is something that doesn't come up in analytics, but what Adam Wainwright has done for the rotation is, is tremendous on his birthday throwing that complete game was awesome to watch, but it's, it's the grittiness of this team that I think is standing out. And I think the nationally, we know the guy was the manager of the year, but Mike Schultz getting a lot of credit. He's getting a lot of credit for just steadying the ship this year for the Cardinals. Greg, we talked about the positives with the Cardinals. Let's look at the other end of the spectrum and talk about the Yankees for a minute. I know that they've dealt with a lot of injuries, but it's not just injuries. I was reading an article this morning about Garrett Cole and some of the issues that he's been facing this season. So what do you think has been going on with the Yankees? They're a mess. Uh, Offense, they're just terrible. I I can't believe it. They've got three guys that hit, consistently hit. LeMahieu, Voight, which I think is painful for any Cardinal fans here, but uh, (laughs) LeMahieu, Voight, and Clint Frazier, that's it. So, to me, the player that stands out that, that, that I just – and I'm fixated on this player, so it's probably unfair. But Gary Sanchez is way too talented to hit 135 on the year or whatever he's hitting right now. It's ridiculous how bad he is to play. And his blocking of baseballs in the dirt has improved. But, man, I am very leery of what – I see him strike out on three pitches – for some reason, the next half inning, the Yankees are giving up runs. <laughs> so I'm wondering if when he's behind the plate, if he really is locked into what fingers he's putting down. Uh, to me, he is the number one problem if beyond the injuries they're dealing with, with Stanton and Judge and everyone else that they've got. Glaber Torres has lost the plate, um, which I think he's in the Javi Baez camp of young players who use video technology as a binky, and without it, he's lost. Um, but Gary Sanchez, he's an out. He, he's an out, and he might run into one. But but Rob Deere had a better chance of hitting 200 than Gary Sanchez. What are you hearing, Greg, about the the postseason? So best of three, first round. We'll have it at the home cities, and then will Major League Baseball officially? Or where are we at with that? What are you hearing officially? Well, what I'm hearing is um, a, a certain prominent pitcher um, went into the negotiations and kind of busted up the bubble. And they're still working on it, but they don't have the union on their side yet, Dan. And and that is the major issue. They don't believe they need a bubble. This certain player of a certain prominent team, um, they haven't had any COVID-related issues, but I don't understand why they're not looking around seeing that other teams have had COVID-related issues. So the bubble is imperative. Once you start this thing, it has to get through cleanly. Um, The last thing you want is is, you know, use Garrett Cole, for example, because we're just talking about the Yankees. The Yankees get in, and the night before uh, deciding game three, or let's say the bubble, you get down to the World Series game seven, and the pitcher is sick, has symptoms. That's the last thing Major League Baseball wants to have Oh, man, yeah. It'd be terrible. So the bubble 
is imperative. Um, the union's not on board yet. has a lot to do with the fans having a quarantine to be with the players uh, in the bubble. And, and there's just a lot of red tape. The logistics are still being worked out. It is the number one goal for Major League Baseball is to get this postseason bubble. I'm on board with it. I think anybody that looks at what's happened already this year to a couple teams, it, it makes so much sense in the world. But at the moment, the union is in, in agreement. Sitting here in St. Louis, Greg, we're certainly hoping that they take another look at that, you know. Uh, But speaking of the playoffs, we all kind of have our our eyes trained on teams that might be locked in. But who is a team that might be on the cusp, perhaps a dark horse team that we should be paying attention to that you think might sneak in the playoffs? Uh, You're going to roll your eyes at me, Michelle, because they (laughs) lost 29-9 last night. I I know it sounds crazy, but the Miami Marlins have, have grown up a little bit. Uh, trade deadline was huge for me. That was a huge moment to watch. I was I was rooting for it. I was I was hosting the coverage on our network, hoping that the Marlins would be a buyer, and they wouldn't got the best position player available in Starling Marte. Do I think he's going to make them an offensive juggernaut? No, not at all. But it was a message sent to everyone in that clubhouse that was grinding through this mess of a season for the Marlins that that at the moment. With a couple weeks to go, they're in the playoffs. When are we going to say that again if we get 162-game schedules going forward? I don't know. I don't think they have the depth and position players to do this. So to get him into the clubhouse is A. B, most importantly to me, is they have win day now. And any great team that's a surprise, I'll use the Padres, for example. Once Paddock became what looks like an ace, you're like, okay, well, now the Padres can actually put something together. Sixto Sanchez is legit. He's a five foot nine, five foot ten right hander, flamethrower. They got him from the Phillies. This kid is the ace. We've been talking about their pitching for a while, and they've got pitching depth. I mean, for goodness sake, they traded Caleb Smith to get Marte, and I like Caleb a lot. A uh, very talented left hander. But Sixto Sanchez is the most talented pitcher they've had since the late Jose Fernandez. So I think that is a huge piece to this, that if the Marlins continue to rely on their starting pitching, they steal bases, uh, they, they, they manufacture runs. Man, they're old school. Talk about one nothing, 1980. You see guys hit the ball to second base to get a guy from second to third, and then you have Brian Anderson hitting a sacrifice fly, and they're celebrating like he hit a home run when he gets to the dugout. So I'm loving the way the Marlins play. I think it's different. It's fresh. They're using what they have. But the evolution of Sixto Sanchez, to me, is why I think the Marlins will sneak into the postseason. I'm going to wrap it up with this, too, and I, I know we're maybe putting the cart ahead of the horse here, but what are you hearing about what may happen next year with spring training and the different options that are out there for fall baseball and the beginning of the season with or without fans? Do teams train at spring training sites? Do they go to their home cities? All the different things that are out there. What are you hearing about what may happen with baseball next year? Because really, the reality is, Greg, we're not that far away. I know. You're absolutely right. It, it's stuff that we've been inquiring. I mean, I've got all my, my insider buddies. Like I, I swear my name pops up on their phone and Ken Rosenthal's annoyed when he sees Am Singer calling him because I just I, I can't get enough of this stuff. I, from what I hear, Dan, uh, the chances of spring training being the conventional spring training look good at the moment. Uh, I would, uh, to me, there's 0% chance there will be fans in the stands next year. And, and that's with, let's say everything works out, right? There's a vaccine. Let's say everything happens that we are, we are smiling about. I, I just think 2021, they're making sure nothing is connected to Major League Baseball in terms of fans getting sick. It's the last thing they want. So 
no chance there are fans standing this next year, even if there are 81 home games in St. Louis. Um, they're going to be extremely cautious. They are going to try to do something unique. I, I, I don't see everyone being in Florida. I don't see everyone being in Arizona uh, for spring training. I think home cities will be the way to go. No fans at all, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like it, it, even the schedule might be tweaked in unique ways that you never thought we would see before. So they are already discussing the 2021 season because, like you said, it's right around the corner. Wow, great stuff as always, Greg. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, you got it. Good to hear your voices. Take care, guys. See you, Greg. That's Greg Amzinger, MLB Tonight on the MLB Network. Coming up next, get your texts into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. It's Take It or Leave It. That's next here on 101 ESPN. Hey.